Why, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll find a place for you to take that load off. The boys are just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And I tell you what, you came at a great time too. The boys are walking through the entire Bible from cover to cover, one story at a time. Speaking of stories, we'd love to hear yours. So why don't you tell us all about it in that box below called comments. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. And I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the door. I got to go. Those boys better get the lead out and get going. This crowd seems restless. I'm coming, I'm coming. Order up. All right, well guys, last time we talked about the whole thing with Abraham and Abimelech and how it was a parallel passage. He had that whole situation with lying to the Pharaoh. And so now he lied to Abimelech. And continuing on with that, so he got out of that, and so now he is out in the fields, apparently, of Abimelech's country. This is chapter 21 in Genesis. So this one starts off with basically the promise fulfilled is what ends up happening. So let me get let me get, give kind of like a quick airplane view, and we'll kind of get into some of the details. So in the first section of chapter 21, Isaac is born, so the prom promise is finally brought out. And then starting on verse 8, Hagar and Ishmael, which for those of you who don't remember, a few episodes back, probably about, I don't know, seven episodes back, six episodes back, uh, Abraham thought he could, well, fulfill God's promise with his own masculinity. And so he took on a uh, servant named Hagar. Ishmael is her son from Abraham. And so family problems ended up arising, so they got kicked out, more or less. Then at the very, very end of chapter 21, verse, starting with verse 22, there's a covenant with between Abraham and Abimelech. It was apparently a really big promise. Let's, let's just start off with Isaac is born. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in the old age at the same time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son whom Sarah bore to him Isaac, or actually if you want to pronounce it in the Hebrew, it's Esau. Then Abraham circumcised his son Esau when he was eight days old as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born and Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Um, do you guys know what Isaac means? I was just going to bring that up because um, here in, the, um, in my NIV version, verse 6 says, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter. Yep. And Isaac means he laughs. So, for God has brought me Isaac. 
you know, God has brought me laughter. Right. <laughs> Although I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I guess she would have been excited. She's a hundred years old, apparently, or close to a hundred years old, hundred ish. I know she would have been excited, man. Don't you remember the birth of your of your kids? Yeah, I, you know, I, you I do, but I, I ain't the woman. Ever. Huh? <laughs> I ain't the woman in the relationship. No, but it's still, the, you know, um, my uh, my my cousin just had her baby, and my uncle, which would be her dad, said to her, "You're figuring." You're seeing life through different eyes and learning everything that she thought you already knew again, isn't it? So everything she ever thought that having a kid would be like because Ishmael was around, everything she thought parenthood was going to be like went out the window to now he's brought me laughter. She's now happy. She's looking at things through a whole different lens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But you're also talking like... My grandma's like 84 right now. Her getting well, around is just funny. Like, trying to think about it. 100 years go, old is a new 40. <laughs> 40. Even, okay, even now for time, if you have a kid at 40, you're pushing it. Okay, Tom, let's get this right, okay? <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> you're pushing it. <laughs> You have this first section here in chapter 21, which is just, oh, hey, yay, you know, the, the child of promise is finally born. And then, I mean, you're barely, barely through the, the screen door of this happy, you know, happily ever after. And you're barely opening the front door. You're not even in the house yet. And all of a sudden it says in verse eight. So the child grew up and was weaned and Abraham made a great feast on the day Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian whom she had borne to Abraham, scoffing. Therefore she said to Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be the heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing to Abraham's sight. And then it just goes on to this conversation of Abraham. Abraham has this conversation with God, and God says, Okay, listen, don't be upset about this. Isaac is your seed, and I will bless him. And then verse 13, it says, Yet I will also make a nation of the son of bond of the bondwoman, because he is your seed. Okay, so I, I just want to stop right there. But we got to think about this like age, ga age gap between Ishmael and uh, Isaac. There was probably like, what, five years or so there? Four years? Something like that? Uh -huh. Oh, Four I thought it was more than that. Five year, four or five years old. Okay, so about four or five years of age is off weaned. So how old was, how old was Ishmael? Wasn't he, wasn't he like ten or something okay. like that? Ten to thirteen. I thought they were eighty-four. Let's go back, guys. When they had Ishmael, yeah, I think you're right. I'm probably way off. He's probably like thirty. He's a full-grown man. Twenty-something, twenty-six-ish. Okay, which what, what chapter am I looking for now? Okay, yeah. Abraham was 86 years old. So this is okay. chapter 16, verse 16. So 16, 16 says, Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. And Abraham is 100 now. So yeah. Ishmael would have been 14 years old, roughly. 14, 15 years old. 
Yeah. Which astonishes me about this next this next uh, verses. No, actually, so I, well, actually I no, that, no, no, no. Like, Hold on, no. He'd be nineteen. He'd be nineteen. He's right because he was one hundred. Yeah, he was one hundred. Abraham was one hundred when he had Isaac. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about five years from then. Five years from then. So yeah, he man, he would have been almost twenty. Yeah. Almost being 20 He would have been old. almost 20 years old. So Ishmael would have been almost 20 at this time. So apparently Ishmael and... Hagar? Oh, yeah, Ishmael Isaac. and Hagar. Actually, and the funny thing is, is actually Hagar isn't even mentioned. Like the name Hagar, I, I don't think I found... Oh, no, up at the top. Oh, no, son of Hagar. Like Hagar isn't directly brought up. She's called this bond woman by Sarah now. Instead of Hagar, it's like... I'm sorry, that's a super diss. Like, she, she isn't even worthy of a name anymore. You're hated that much. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, let me let me explain it just real quick. Basically, so Abraham rose up early in the morning. He gave them water skins and some bread and then basically said, see you later. I mean, honestly. And then, so then they left and it said they wandered around the wilderness. And then Tom jumped in there with, what, six, 16, 15? 15, yep. Yep, and then the water skins were used up. So they were wandering around. The water skins were used up. And she placed the boy, if he's 20 stinking years old, under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him a distance of a bow shot away. For she said to herself, let me not see the death of my of this boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. He's 20 years old. Shouldn't he be taking care of his mom? <laughs> I mean, am I am I misunderstanding That's this? A shrub. Right. What, unless he was like really, really skinny and malnourished and couldn't carry on anymore. But that's the opposite of what um, God said he was going to be. He's going to be an angry mule of a man. Right. <laughs> but that's that's just it. Is it? It's so okay. So they're out in the wilderness, right? They're literally like dehydrating to death. They're, they are right on the uh, on the edge there. God has a, a message for her, and he says, no, listen, I promised you. God even comes down to Hagar again and says, listen, I promised you that your child will be fine. He will be a, a, man, a man of nations, that type of thing, but like, same as Isaac. Verse 19, then God opened, and this part I didn't understand either, reading it. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. Was she like so out of it she couldn't see it? Oh wow. Or did God like make the water well appear? It sounds like all God did was open her eyes. I think that's that's the point. We've said it before in, in previous podcasts about how God has a way of making things known, like putting people in, in situations so dire that when he comes through it can only be contributed to him. But also, I I feel like she just actually broke down and just finally gave up. Like lost it? Not really lost it, but just goes, you know what? I'm just going to give my life and I'm just going to sit here and pray. Because I've now, I'm to the point where I have nothing else besides that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but anyway, it just... Going down to verse 21, kind of kind of capping out that story about what sh- what happens with her. She dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother, 
took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. I find it interesting. She is an Egyptian bondservant, right? So she went back, apparently, or either went back to Egypt or there was Egyptians living in Param, wherever Param is, and she specifically wanted him to marry a, 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 an Egyptian. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, that was one of the servants they got from when they did go to Egypt. Probably, yeah. They're wandering around in the wilderness. They're literally dying. She leaves her son somehow, this 20-year-old man apparently, leaves him in the bushes because she doesn't want to see him die and she she and I don't know what a bow distance a bow shot is I don't know several hundred feet or something or probably like a hundred feet or something because we're talking about just a standard long bow probably uh no you're thinking English long bow it's a different long bow because they were still actually shorter short bow because they used it's a medium size it's more of a primitive style bow it's not as long and as heavy we're looking at 75 yards maximum range, normal. So a good 40. distance. Yeah. So a good, a good distance, man. So she got far enough away that he prob- she probably couldn't see him very well because she didn't want to see him. And then God came, came down to her and said, hey, chill. I will take care of you. And they get, you know, shows her the water. And then they, they grow up in the wilderness, apparently. And he gets a wife. There's one section, though, I want to kind of point out. And I know this is going to get maybe a little deeper than we might have intended. On verse 12, it says something very, verse 12 and 13, it says something very interesting. It says, whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice for in Isaac, your seed shall become. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman because he is your seed. Talking about Ishmael. I find it interesting because... And I'm looking like way, way down the into the future here from what this from what's happening here. We know that Isaac is eventually this the the um seed that brings who forth? That's uh David and uh Jesus. Yep. The the lineage of Dave King David and Jesus and all the way down, right, to the the actual promised son, which is Jesus. Ishmael, on the other hand, gives birth to a nation that fights those people that fights King David that fights against Jesus that fights against and I find this interesting because of one very very simple thing in the book of Revelation at the end of days there are described two churches two prophets two saviors to, if, if you will, Christ. There is the Christ, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, and there is the Antichrist, which, by the word, the, the, word, the term anti does not always mean against, okay? So that anti, don't misunderstand. Antichrist does not mean someone who hates Jesus. Anti can also mean in the place of or in the room of. So if you have an antitype, that is someone who is replacing. He may be different or may be the same, but he is replacing that person. So what we, what you end up finding out is what you what you see in the end of days in, in the book of Revelation is these two churches, these two competing worldviews, and both of them are religious. And the masses are following the, de- de- the deceiving one, and apparently only God's people, the righteous people, are following the righteous one. I find that interesting because what we find here is Isaac... 
apparently is the lineage of the righteous and Ishmael looking way down the line is apparently not all, not completely wicked, but you understand what I mean? Like they end up being um, ones, ones who are trying to overthrow what Christ has set up. Ishmael was the lineage that would eventually be the ones that fight God's people, that fight Jesus's people. In Revelation, there's also two competing views. There's the, like, okay, so in, in, in Revelation, there's actually two women. Women are a, a symbol for churches, okay? There's the whore, and then there's the righteous, chaste virgin. The righteous, chaste virgin is the woman who is God's righteous, right church. The whore is the one that looks, it looks like a woman, but it's not a chaste virgin. So therefore, it in Scripture says, and this is getting a little, little out there, but it is actually where the whore is actually a church that uses government to get their will done. Where the righteous, chaste virgin is she's just righteous on her own because God made her that way and she stays that way. But the whore doesn't. She uses government officials to get their job done. And it's very, in, I find that interesting because we find this in, in history where Isaac and his whole lineage was following God. And that's where their righteousness, that's where their, their wonder lied. But Ishmael doesn't. Ishmael's followers eventually turn to violence to get what they want done. So anyway, so let's continue on. So there's a covenant. The next section is this covenant between uh, Abraham and Abimelech. And this is really short. It's strange. Very, very strange. Abimelech basically shows up. It's just Abimelech and his commander of his army. And they spoke to Abraham and said, Hey, swear to me by your God that you you will not deal falsely with me. And then they make this promise and then they come together and Abraham actually says right after this was right after this was sworn verse 25 then Abraham rebuked Abimelech like right after they make the promise Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized and Abimelech said I do not know who has done this thing you did not tell me nor had I heard of it until today so Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech and the two of them made a covenant. I'm guessing it's that splitting animals in half thing and walking down the middle <laughs> that Abraham is so fond of. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. Then Abimelech asked, Abraham, what is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs which you have set aside for themselves or by themselves? And he said, you will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand that they may be a witness that I have dug this that I have dug this well. Therefore he ga- he called that place Beersheba because the two of them swore an oath. Thus they've made a covenant covenant of Beersheba and they returned to their land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a Haramark's tree in the name of the everlasting God and Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many many days. Okay, I have a question. What's that all about? So, like, the first section, he's making a promise. And this is where I'm lost here. First, uh, Abimelech comes over, makes a promise. And he says, Abraham, why don't you swear with me? Yes. Okay, we will not lie to each other. And Abraham, like, swears. And then right after that, apparently, he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm rebuking you because your servants have done this to me. 
Like, if, it, it sounds like there's a little bit of a uh, con- conflict ahead of this. There had to have been something. You know, there's already trouble brewing. There's probably already some complaints about Abraham amongst the people. Otherwise, the king and the king's guard or uh, the, the commander of his forces wouldn't have had to come out there to talk to him. And he's like, don't be dealing falsely with me or my descendants or my people, but instead show us the same courtesy I've shown you since you've been here. Show us the same hospitality. And that's when uh, uh, Abraham speaks up and says, yeah, I, I will, but listen, um, you guys have already ransacked a, a, a well over there. you know." So that would explain why he's been acting harshly against the people. And then uh, Vemelech's like, hey, I didn't know about that. I'm sorry, and made made amends. So I feel that this was all a reactive. It wasn't that they just felt like they had to come out and talk to him one day. Instead, they were like, well, we're going to have to go and, and, and see what's going on and squelch this fire because there's some fighting over here between Abraham and our people. Okay, but why didn't Abraham just come clean before they made this promise? Verse 24, it says, and Abraham said, I swear. And then verse 25, it says, then Abraham rebuked Abimelech. Why are you, why didn't you just bring it right up in the, in the first place? Why is he withholding again information? No, I, I don't think it's withholding because you think, you know, up to this point, Abraham has went where he was told. He's done what he wanted. He's went where he wanted. You know, God has blessed him his whole way. And um, now he's in somebody else's area. And he's just taking care of business like he normally would. If someone's wronged him, he's just going to take care of it. And Abimelech rides up and he's like, hey, 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 you know, don't deal falsely with me or my people or my descendants or anyone. And Abraham's like, I get it, but your people just did this. So it feels like we came in the middle of an altercation. Abimelech and then we're trying to make amends. So like in the middle of the the situation, the the conflict here and i I, this is where like i I wish i had a little bit of an idea of how much time happened from the end of chapter 22 toward the end of chapter 21 because it doesn't seem like a whole lot of time passed by um it probably a couple years well if this happens chronologically isaac was born right after the whole thing with abimelech happened and then he was weaned which would have been four or five years later we we found out so you're so, looking at almost six years there because nine months pregnancy. Yep. Because Sarah wasn't pregnant at the time. Yep. You know, so nine months pregnancy and then into this, he's weaned. So he's six or seven. So that, you know, 107 or, years old. Man, no wonder why he brought the commander of the army, man. I wouldn't want to take on a 107 year old. <laughs> <laughs> he's only 47 no, now. You know, okay. in, my, in my head, I picture like the, 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 the cop and, and the mayor going up to the old man's house who keeps uh, <laughs> shooting rocks all at the kids getting on his land saying, hey, now, come on. We have to come up with a different way of doing this, Abraham. You, know, you, you, you keep creating such a stir. So, so what does Abraham walk out with his cane? You two get off my... L- oh, it's the cops again. Hello, officer. <laughs> That's what I've seen. That's here. not a still <laughs> you see over there, sir. Just leave it alone. Here's some shape, Bob. <laughs> so that that that's also why Abraham has a bit of an attitude. He's like, "What are these lamps for?" You know, 
what's that's giving me these lambs? What are they for? Well, this is a, a peace offering. It's like I can see it, like clear as day. Is one of those cops on the beat showing up to calm this down, this domestic dispute. And then you know, here, take this fruitcake. What's this fruitcake for? I don't want this fruitcake. You know. <laughs> So he gives them these you lambs to be like, I'm sorry, officer. And then Abraham's like, oh, I'll show him. I'll make a, I'll make a, a, a altar here, and I'm gonna burn these lambs. I'm gonna give them as an offering. It's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, that's the one I got for the NIV. Terebinth tree. What is it? Oh man, I wish I being on a podcast, man. This is one of those times where I wish you guys could see this. It is a beautiful flowering tree. Oh, it's beautiful. It's pink. It's, it's yeah. It's beautiful. It's kind of like a weeping willow with stiffer branches, but beautiful, like flower, p- tiny flowers all the way along each each willow. I will make like anytime I have a treaty with somebody. That's the tree I'm putting up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there has to be a dot 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 before this because it was too spontaneous. And the fact that they had already ransacked something of his, that just spells it plainly out there for me. It was like, he's just... So what, like he's up, he's up in arms or something? Right. It'd be like you being a, a homeowner and knowing that you just have to t- take care of everything on your own, and then you go to, to rent, now that you're not an owner anymore, now you're renting, and you would normally take the initiative and fix everything, but the landlord's like, wait a second, you didn't alert me before you did any of this. Don't solve these problems on your own. Contact me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I think that's kind of the concept that you're talking about right there because it's, you know, in chapter 21, we actually had where they got the land. So I think it's like a wellness check at this point in time. Oh, at the end end of chapter 20 where he's like, he's giving him all this money and stuff. He says, oh, by the way, yeah, also you can have any of the land. And then he rides up with his... uh, general and everybody yeah. else and tom i can't believe you got the redneck version and i got the idea of like the shiny armor the swords and the helmets to the right so the you know that they version. don't have a sword in their hand and they're talking to this peasant looking guy and you have that idea like it's just hey justin why don't you leave us out of here in prayer man uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time once again where we can dive into your word and, and really pull it apart and uh, I, I hope make it come alive, not just in our own lives, uh, but others as well. Uh, help this to, to be a part of our lives now, Lord, and give us uh, someone to share it with tomorrow. Lord, we love you so much and we thank you and we pray you'll be with everyone listening to this podcast. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been Tom. This has been Sully. And this is Justin. Thanks again, guys, for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now, listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I'm closing up. And the boys gave me this note to let you know. You can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, podcast podcast what are they fishing for whales listen folks just look up biblical chili anywhere i'm sure you'll be able to find them out there and until lord willing we'll see you again may the lord bless you goodbye
You think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most of them probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you. <laughs>